0: You wanna be in the know About how we put together our little show If you you like to hear the papa play the characters that you cheer So join us as we go, 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 Below the Frame On this episode of Below the Frame, I'm talking to Jan Nelson, wife of the late Muppet performer Jerry Nelson. We're gonna hear about how they met what Jerry thought of Jim Henson, hint, he loved him, and a lot of other stuff. Plus, we've got another Jerry story and song. It's all happening now. It's time to go Below the Frame.
1: Go, 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 Below
0: the Frame. Welcome to Below the Frame with me, Matt Vogel. Uh, I have said it before and I'll say it again. Please, if you like this podcast, rate and review it, and uh, I appreciate you doing so, if if you you are so inclined. Uh, Today, I get to talk with Jan Nelson, who is the wife of one of my mentors, the late Jerry Nelson. Uh, Well, Jerry was not only a mentor of mine, but he was also a friend. And um, he was a friend to a lot of Muppet performers. We all loved Jerry. And I thought that by talking with Jan, we could... Maybe get to know Jerry just a little bit better since they spent so much of their lives together. Uh, and it's a great chat, and uh, I'm eager to get to it. So let's, let's, do, let's do that. Let's get to it. Let's go Below the Frame with Jan Nelson.
2: One, two, three, four. Go, 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 go,
0: Below the Frame. Jan Nelson, welcome to Below the Frame. How are you, Jan? I'm fine, Matt. Yeah, that's oh, great. It's it's uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, we've tried this a couple of times before, and, and just had some technical difficulties. I'm so glad that we're able to get this uh, get this. Uh interview to happen yeah. yeah
3: yeah me too i've been looking forward to it you know it's yeah. it's special for
0: me yeah yeah and of course today we're going to talk about uh jerry mm-hmm. who's one of the original muppet performers but and, and who he went back way back with jim but uh and and we're also going to talk about you jan uh really um, yeah we're gonna <laughs> wow. talk about you let's let's do it now yeah okay um, yeah so uh where where did you where did you grow up I grew up in New Jersey mostly. Yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, what, part, what part of New Jersey?
3: Uh, well, it's uh, suburban New Jersey, close to New York. Uh, I was born in Red Bank, mm-hmm. and then grew up in Fair New Jersey.
0: Uh, and uh, tell me a little bit about growing up there. Uh, your
3: family and, and it was uh, my family was great. You know, there were very my mom and dad were cool and smart and pretty and, you know, they were nice people. And um, I have a little brother who's eight years younger than I am. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I grew up a long time ago. I'm trying to think if I should like, (laughs) well, let's say, let's say the fifties. Okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, you know, and it was, I, as opposed to a lot of kids, I didn't watch a whole lot of TV. You know, you I associated TV with being sick. I did not, uh, no. okay. Oh, um, yeah. My little brother, however, watched Saturday morning cartoons, so that was my <laughs> favorite
0: thing. Ah, and uh, so if you, if you didn't watch TV as a kid, what did you do? Played outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine life of, without a television or a, yeah. or a phone, something, yeah. a, something okay. to stream. What do you do? Or a computer, I don't know. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, you spend some time outside. So what kind of things, what, what were you playing outside? What were you doing? Just, just... makeup stuff.
3: You know, it's just my oh. friends and I just made up stories in our brain and acted them out and, oh, yeah. you know, pretended like we were everything other than what we were.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what did your parents do for a living? What, what, what were their jobs?
3: Uh, well, my father was a graphic designer, an artist and a graphic designer. And so, you know, I, I was crazy about my father. So I just followed right in his footsteps, you know. Yeah. I wanted to do that. My mother had uh, been a, a pianist and you know, she played classical piano. And she, you know, because it was those days, she stopped when she got married. And, uh, right. Right, you know, became yeah. a
0: housewife. So your father was a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and and that obviously, like you said, that that got you interested in art. What kind of things oh, yeah. were so as a kid? You're you are you are you painting? Are you drawing? Are you? I was
3: drawing. I was I was totally just into pencil and paper. That's I didn't want color. I didn't want anything. I just wanted pencil and paper. I did I did cartoons. I did. You know, not like superhero cartoons, but cartoons that starred myself and the life that I probably wanted to lead, like adventure.
0: Oh, adventure. You were interested in adventure. Did you ever get to go on any, like, fun vacations as a kid or do anything like that where you had little adventures or was it all?
3: No, our vacation was always going up to... The family farm, which was in Central Michigan, and mm. I mean, I thought that was terrific. But you know, we never left the country. We, you know, right. it was pretty pretty standard. It was it was relatives, my grandmother and aunt and uncle and stuff. So. Yeah, mm. and uh, so we're going to
0: talk a little bit about. Obviously, we're going to talk about Jerry and, and mm-hmm. Jim Henson. But when when you were growing up, were you ever aware? of Jim Henson or the Muppets? I know you didn't watch much TV,
3: but they were on Ed Sullivan. and and, Yeah, uh, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I did. I saw them on Ed Sullivan. And Mm -hmm. they were, you know, I I didn't think a whole lot about them. I liked it. I mean, I laughed. I thought it was funny. But, you know, I didn't make any connection or anything. Right, right. Of course, not
0: not at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What did you do then... Um, you were interested in art. Did you did you go to school to study art or?
3: Yeah, I went to I went to San Francisco Art Institute and I went to uh, School of Visual Arts, and then I I also worked for my father and I got you know I did graphic design because I had to make a living. Yeah. What, what kind of what kind of things do
0: you did you do in graphic design? What what do you what do you design? I
3: designed stuff and you know just everything. Most of it was just real nuts and bolts stuff, you know. And I did some advertising. It was all print, you know. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that was going to show up on paper. So and and when huh? I'm sorry. Go you go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say. I became aware of Muppets, like Sesame Street Muppets, really early because I had LaVisa when I was super young. And she said, <laughs> uh, and so when LaVisa was two years old, that that's when they started. And somebody, my upstairs neighbor, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and she said, you know, you have to watch the show. And, you know. I was just, we were all so blown away by it. they're high. They must be high, you know, (laughs) because it was all this really psychedelic cartoons and, you know, I just had a black and white TV even then, and I went upstairs to watch it because they had a color TV. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And so your daughter, LaVisa, was part of the generation of... And like six
3: weeks later she could say the whole alphabet and count, (laughs) you know, and everything.
0: (laughs) Wow, wow. Well, speaking of sesame street then i guess we should ask when and where did you meet mr jerry nelson
3: i met mr jerry nelson <laughs> upstairs at my upstairs neighbor and this was by this time i was living in hoboken uh-huh. and you know it was yeah i met him in the early 80s um you know we got married in 84 yeah um we only before we were actually physically married all we We took vacations together. He needed somebody to go on vacation with, Uh, you know. uh, Yeah, of course. You know, the intense work schedule. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then when he had three weeks off, it was like, have your passport ready, you know, because you like to go to the islands.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what islands would you go to?
3: Um, Virgin Gorda Uh was his favorite when I met him. Hmm. And, um, you know, anything we could get to. Yeah, Yeah. and then we started going to Saint Vincent, down in the Grenadines. mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, it was great. That sounds fun. Uh, So let's back up just a little bit. You met Jerry upstairs in in Hoboken. Yeah. What what was this? What was this? A a party, or was this just a get together? No, he was was
3: his. It was a really good friend of his who, and a really good friend of mine that. I had hooked up my friend with this guy who was a friend of Jerry's, and I didn't know Jerry then, but I knew actually a bunch of his friends because it was in the village. Uh, and uh, so I hooked those two guys up. And then later on, Jerry came up, and so, you know, they were trying to hook me up with Jerry. So that Oh, it, worked out okay. oh, yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> they were taking care of him because, you know, he was – right back from England and he had broken up with his other girlfriend and Mm. they were trying to hook Uh, him up.
0: Yeah, well, they they did right. Uh, What did you think of Jerry when you saw him, the first time you (laughs) saw
3: him? I thought, first of all, I heard his voice first. This was a railroad flat, you know, like a long, narrow apartment. Yeah. And he was all the way in the front room talking to Peter, his friend, and Marilyn let me in and I could hear Jerry talking. I thought, Oh, what a beautiful voice! And I'm not lying. This is real, you know. And yeah. then when I came back to meet him, I I was struck by his eyes. You know, his eyes were yeah. so they were just bright and dark brown and really beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and and he had a big beard
3: then. A big beard and a yeah. big voice. Yeah, uh, he sounded grown up to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he his voice
0: is just is uh, it's there's nothing like it. Nothing. I know. Yeah. Uh so you you like to go uh, on vacations together. You got married in, in 1984. Where, where where did you get married? Where, was it a small ceremony? Was it a big ceremony? Well, the
3: phys- it was on Cape Cod and mm. we got married for real a week before we had the big party. We had a fake wedding. Uh, a weekly on the beach, and you know because it's too hard to arrange with, a, of course, you know, and so Richard Hunt was the uh, was the Right Reverend Richie Hunt, Church of the Holy Mackerel, and you know,
1: he, yeah,
3: he gave this kind of gospel type, half gospel type, half, half Indian, you know, kind of speech and reading yeah. you know, the wedding ceremony, and it was fun, you know, it was. It was great. There were like I don't know. It's probably about two hundred people there. We wow. Invited everybody. I made the invitations for it. You know, no, that sounds
0: that sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. we'll, we'll talk it about Richard in a little bit as well. But oh, yeah. uh, you also mentioned Cape Cod, uh, the house up up on Cape Cape, Cape Cod. Uh, mm-hmm. How long? How long was that Jerry's house before? Uh,
3: no, no. Uh, we actually bought that together after we were married I mean actually it was uh, the late 90s like 98 or something we bought it Um, and we always rented up there Jerry when I met Jerry he was already going there in the summers because he had a summer break and so he would go up there and rent a house or several places you know depending on what happened so uh, yeah yeah it was great you know yeah. Who fell in love with it, or I fell in love with it. He was already in love with it. Yeah. And then, so then you found this place. Uh, yeah. We were looking, you know, we started looking yeah. when we got married and then, you know, kind of put it off. And we finally found this house. It was really an old house.
0: Yeah. Do you know when, when that house was
3: built? It started about 1810. Oh my gosh. And it's a farmhouse. So it was added on to, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a it's it's a beautiful house. It's really it just, it's just it it feels like Cape Cod. It just it has this really unique feel to it. I love
3: It I feels love. like home, you know? It's like it's yeah. got and the wide, you know, floorboards and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nice, I yeah. see. Yeah. So, something I didn't ask, Jan, is when did you find out that Jerry worked for Jim Henson and 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 the Muppets? Um i think a little before i met him oh you did okay
3: so you knew yeah i had i had like i said i knew other friends of his Mm -hmm. because i had lived in the village and so you know whenever i wanted to hang out i would go back to the village because it was only like two minutes away yeah hoboken to greenwich village you mean you know (laughs) not not far yeah
0: so uh and what did you think about uh, this guy's a puppeteer? Did you? Th- I I, th- I
3: thought it was. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Now yeah. the thing is that by this time, when I met Jerry, LaVisa was fourteen,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and and at that time they were. Um, taping over at unitel on ninth yeah. avenue so Lavisa draw dropped stopped by there right away because jerry just said you know you should stop by and she did she was going to high school of music and art ah. and it was uptown and so on her way home she stopped off and she, you know they were doing the show and she was <laughs> blown away she said the guy who does Big Birds sounds just like Big Bird, <laughs> <laughs> Carol. Yeah. <you> know? yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: d- uh, d- when did you get to go to Sesame Street? What was your first day? No, not for
3: started? a long. You know, I was working and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I eventually did go. Probably a couple of months later. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was wonderful. I mean, I started to come home to me. What a terrific group of people they were. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, "This is this is the most wonderful." group of people that i have ever met it was like a big family and um yeah wow. it was just everyone was funny smart and warm and human you know
0: and uh yeah i mean they and they worked back then they worked i mean maybe 6 months out of i mean it was a long haul yeah they, they it took was a, a long months haul. And got back into it it was it was yeah. a lot of shows 126 yeah. shows or something yeah that's a, that's a long time. Uh, and Jerry, during this whole time, was playing not only a bunch of different AM characters because of his unique voice and talents, but he also played the Count, right. among other characters, for Sesame Street. What did you think of, of uh, his uh, alter egos, his, his, his Count persona?
4: You know,
3: the, the, his alter egos were very much parts of him. And I I picked up on that pretty pretty early. (laughs) Yeah, even New Zealand? (laughs) I don't know about New Zealand. And actually, I don't know about the Count, except the Count is driven, you know? And Jerry is kind of driven in his way, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you what I really first, really first came into my brain was when uh, he did Gobo. Now, he's actually right after i met him we went on the first vacation together like for three weeks i think that was our first real date it was going to you know and then when he came back from that he went up to toronto to start uh doing fraggle rock and he was Mm -hmm. amongst other characters he was gobo and when i saw gobo and, and kind of listen to the character, I thought, that's Jerry the Boy Scout. I mean, you know, Gomo is an absolute <laughs> Boy Scout. Jerry could be a Boy Scout, you know. So Yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, he, I remember him telling me that... All of his characters are are little pieces of him, like you said, and he would just blow them up to make them bigger than life. So whether it was the yeah. Count and his obsession with numbers yeah. or whether it was, you know, uh, <laughs> Floyd Pepper and his, yeah. and just that kind of. That's so cool, you know. Yeah, like, just the coolest guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, that, and that's what, it was really, that's a cool analogy yeah. that, that Jerry had about, about his characters. He would just blow up. Parts of himself, they make them bigger than life. And that's a great yeah. way to look at how you portray these characters. Did you have a favorite character or do you have a favorite character
3: of Jerry's? You know, it's really hard. Um, yep. I mean, I love Floyd. I love, I mean, you know, I really love them all. Um, I one of the the character that I thought was one of his funniest was Doctor Strange Pork Pigs in Space. <laughs> when I was yeah, yeah. depressed, I'd ask him to do Strange Pork <laughs> <laughs> because, like you know, he would because oh. you he know, always. And people used to apologize before they if they wanted to ask him to do a. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I said just ask him. He loves to do it, and he loved it. You know, he could. You know, listen. Yeah. You can go into entertainment if you want to. <laughs> sit on the back burner and <laughs> try. Right. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. even though you're not generally seen as a puppeteer, when somebody asks you to do the voice, yeah, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, that's true. Now, yeah. I'll remember that because I usually go, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Uh, did you visit him at, at Fraggle Rock?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. By that time, we were, as a matter of fact, the, the last two years of Fraggle Rock, we were married by that mm. time so, you know, I just I stayed up there with him, you know. And and before that, I was going, I'm not, yeah, wait a minute. I don't know. Oh, now I'm starting to forget. That's it. Uh, the year, I know that we were engaged for a year before we got married. And so, okay, that was that was the last two years. So, and I would flip, fly up there every weekend, every oh. weekend, because- oh, yeah. You know, well, when you're in love, Yeah. Do anything. You don't want and you don't want to be a part for long Mm.
0: to be. Absolutely. Makes sense. Mm. We will be back with Jan Nelson in just a few minutes, but first, the fantastic Fran Brill has her own memory of Jerry, and she's gonna share that and then read a story written by Mr. Nelson himself. So Fran, take it away.
4: Jerry could grow the most beautiful beards. I mean, all the Muppet guys had facial hair back in the 70s because, let's face it, they were all hippies. But Jerry's beards were full and dense and and sometimes they were trim and sometimes they were very elaborate, but they all suited him and were glorious. Well, out of those beards came the most versatile array of character voices and an extraordinary singing voice, I mean, it's it's one thing to be able to speak as a trash heap or a tiny frog, but to sing in character was a very different skill. Whenever I hear Jerry sing halfway down the stairs as Robin the Frog, I weep. 1957, acting classes. I wanted to study with Paul Richards, but I had to study with his wife Barbara first that was the same for everyone. Jackie was in that class with me. This was before we were married. I was married to Fiorella at that time. Jerry Contis, Dennis Dugan, Barbara, Gail, and a bunch of other people were in that class. We did scene study, sense memories, and improvisations. We studied together and partied together. Jerry C. also worked downstairs in a restaurant owned by a Greek named Tom, a very nice man who would sometimes feed us if we were hungry and broke, which we were most of the time. And it was in that same building right next to the Ed Sullivan Theater on Broadway, and we would often go there for a bite after class. Sometimes after a class, some of us would go down to the theater bar on 45th Street, That place is now called Sam's, and when we went there years ago, Sam was just a waiter in the place. Now he owns it. See? Work hard and save your money, and the world is your oyster. One afternoon, while sitting at the bar when it was still the theater bar slash restaurant, I was seated next to John Carradine. He had always been one of my favorite character actors. He had that rich, warm, speaking voice. We spoke of this and that, and then he told me a story of when he was young and starting out in the theater. And one of his fellow actors said to him, John, the light is better at your mirror. May I sit there and do my makeup? John agreed, and this fellow picked up his makeup box and put it down at John's seat and opened it up and proceeded to apply his makeup. This went on for several weeks until John noticed that his makeup was disappearing at a rapid rate. The next night, he watched his mirror mate closely and discovered that there was no bottom on his makeup box, and he had been simply putting his box down over John's makeup and using John's the whole while. What a rich experience that was, sitting there having a drink and talking to one of my acting heroes, We used to do second-act plays on Broadway. We would have a beer at a bar across the street from the theater we wanted to go to, and when the first act break happened, some of the people would come across to the bar for a quick drink. We would mingle with them as they returned to the theater and go way up to the top of the balcony and spot an empty seat, then enjoy the rest of the play. We never had much money in those days, and we wanted to see what the working actors were doing. 45th Street, a ton of memories for me there. Some years later, after Jackie and I were married, but before Christine was born, I worked as a waiter, well, what else, at 45th and Broadway, at a table and counter food joint. Some nights, I worked the graveyard shift. And that's when you saw all the nightlife characters after the bars closed. Bar girls, dance hall girls, pimps, hustlers, junkies. They were all there, seeing who was around and what was happening. Also on the block between Broadway and 8th Avenue was a small movie house where they showed Japanese films. I went there a lot. There was a smorgasbord restaurant on that same block, And when we had a few extra bucks, we would go there and pig out. I never did get into Paul's class, but sometimes he would let me audit his class. There were people like Joan Hatchett in his class, and he put me with her to audition for the actor's studio. She didn't make it that time, but she did get on the Hollywood screen with Charlton Heston in Will Penny. Thank you, Fran.
0: A little bit later on, we're going to hear a song by Jerry. But first, back to the show. (laughs) We're back with Jan Nelson. Do you remember did you go to the set at Fraggle Rock and do you remember oh, anything yeah. specific, like anything that just struck you about that show or that experience?
3: It was so funny. My favorite part of that was going to the read on Monday morning, which I, no matter what condition I was in, I would go to those read because they were yeah. hysterical because they would, you know, they, well, you, you must go to read-throughs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And they they can be definitely be,
0: uh, a funny experience yeah. because people just kind of riff off of each other and it just gets, it yeah. gets crazy.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And people thought, you know, I hung out so much in the green room that people thought I worked there, you know? <laughs> hey,
0: look, you know, you're keeping your husband uh, happy and entertained and you're kind of hanging out. Yeah. It's, it's
3: a, it's like a job. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of a job, you know, yeah. <laughs> I learned how to play some, some games really well, you know? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like card card games or I don't know. What, was that, what was that game? Oh, never buy. There was a, a kind of a hard game. it was a dice game. Mm. What's that? What's the name of that? Uh Yahtzee? Yes. Oh Yahtzee, yeah, I love I, Yahtzee. We played Yahtzee nonstop. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fun time.
0: Uh, we'll talk about Jerry to, uh, and, and Richard for a little yeah, bit here. Yeah. Jerry was very close with Richard. They were they mm-hmm. were often paired together, working together. Uh, Floyd and Janice and mm-hmm. uh, what, what made them two-headed you, monster? Uh, the yeah, two-headed monster, of course. Yeah. yeah,
3: get closer than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. What What do you think made them such good friends?
3: Uh, you know, I a, I never thought about you know why. I suppose Jerry liked to mentor. You know, and Richard came there very young, yeah. and that's Jerry's natural inclination, as I guess you know, because he he just liked to like to help, you know, help yeah, somebody yeah. out, you know. <laughs> yeah. And but Richard also, you know, it. I think Richard needed a father, and probably Jerry needed a son. I don't know, but somehow that was kind of like the relationship that they had not all together because also they were a little bit too crazy for that
0: <laughs> in things that they might do out of work is that what you're oh, yeah <laughs> <looking to? laughs>
3: i hung out with the two of them and oh, boy.
0: you know yeah tough to sure. keep up with i'm sure
3: Oh yeah, not, <laughs> not so tough for me. Not in those days. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I could, I couldn't do it now. But no, no, goodness.
0: Um, Richard, uh, you know, he, he he died in 1992.
3: How how did that hit? How did Jerry take it? Oh my God! You know, Christine had not died all that long before that. Yeah. So in, in take that, his daughter Christine at the age of 21 and then Jim had died about what six months before Richard? Yeah. yeah. And that and then Richard, that was it. Jerry went into a depression that absolute he he practically didn't speak for a year. It was really awful. You know, it was really hard for him. And I didn't know what to do except just, you know, stand by. Um, Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah, that was
0: hard. yeah you you mentioned a couple of people there that I definitely definitely want to talk about, and then we'll kind of circle back around to richard so Jerry's daughter christine, she was born in nineteen sixty she battled cystic fibrosis throughout her life
1: yeah
0: and 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 uh i mean that must have been tough as a father
1: oh
3: Jerry. it was it really it kind of it shaped his life yeah you know he was he was tried to escape the inevitable. I mean, you know, I don't want to get too dark here. I don't know. You know no, but I know. It, it was it was pretty deep. It would, and yeah. it was hard for him. But in a way, I think the strength that he had to come through with in order to stand that. And he did survive it. You know, he yeah. didn't plan to survive it, but he did. Oh, and that kind of strength, I think, it kind of pushed through and went into all areas of his life. You know, yeah. usually things that are bad wind up having a good side.
0: You yeah, know? yeah, that's that's true. And you know, you you may not see it for years. You may not well, see yeah. it for a while. You know, yeah. and uh losing a child, I think, is is devastating. To,
3: I can't even America. imagine it. Mm-hmm. I know
0: it, it's it's just it, it is. But, you
3: know, it's it's interesting because you know what. I know that a whole lot of times when Jerry and I were talking, he would refer to himself as a lucky man. Hmm. And and sometimes it would get me and I, I would think, wow, okay, you know, I guess so. If you just look at, I mean, he had like a perfect job and he kind of fashioned life the way he wanted it, you know.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and and he was working for uh, he was working for Jim uh, for for many many decades. He worked for Jim, yeah. and uh, what what did Jerry? What did he think of Jim?
3: He loved him. Yeah, he, he yeah. did love him. And you know, he was he was there when Jim died. He went to the hospital. I mean, we got a call. We had been out uh, celebrating the the life of uh, oh, the, you know, it's not easy being green A Joe writer, Raposo. the songwriter. Huh? Joe, Joe Raposo? Or Joe Raposo, right. Yeah. So it had the one year memorial to Joe Raposo. We were at B-Smiths and we were all singing like they chanted out sheet music and we were singing his songs and everything. We came back from that we started to get ready for bed and the phone rang and just come over to New York hospital right away. Jerry just left, went to the hospital and, uh, and he was there and, and Jim died. And he, you know, he was there with the kids and, and comforting them because he, he was afraid of the family, you know?
1: Yeah. Had,
3: and so that's how that happened. That was
0: hard. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what a how devastating. And when, when, Jim died. What did Jerry think, or what do you think, Jerry thought was going to happen to the Muppets, to the company? Oh, he was just, he thought it was over. Right.
3: Uh, There was that whole thing that was going on with Disney at that time. Right, yeah. And, well, Jerry didn't know what happened, but he started to look into doing voice work for commercials. And I remember he made a tape and, you know, he was starting to go out, but a lot of people said, you don't want to do that work. This this is terrible work. You, They will make you say a line over, you know, <laughs> hundreds of times. Yeah. And so, so I don't know. He backed away from it, but everything turned out okay anyway, because yeah. Sesame Street wound up with CTW and the Disney Muppets, well, eventually got sold hmm Not right away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he was looking to do some, he, he just was trying to think of, like, well, if everything's... Yeah, gone, he just wanted to make up, money. I mean, he yeah, just... Of course.
3: Yeah, for money, he'd
0: do voiceover for commercial work. Yeah. But then uh, the Muppets did a couple of movies for Disney, or not too long after Jim died. Yeah,
3: no, Brian uh, just stepped right in. Brian yeah. Henson, you know, went in and, and you know, I, I think he did really well, you know. Yeah. A Christmas Carol and
0: uh, what's that? Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island, and there was some, yeah. there were some TV shows. There were yeah. uh, dinosaurs and Muppets Tonight, yeah. and and Jerry was part of all of those. And I know you said you said mentor uh, Jerry's mentorship, and uh, I know uh, Leslie Carrar Rudolph. Mm. Saw Jerry as a mentor, especially on her experiences in Muppets Tonight. He really did. He literally took her under his wing to yeah. get her through up and running on that experience. So uh, that's uh, something that she's talked about a lot. And uh, yeah. and also Jerry would play music. Jerry played music his whole life. Yeah. Right. And yeah. He was a unique talent. He had a he had a uh, just that voice. Yeah. Uh, he was a great deliverer of song, whether it was uh, for the Muppets or Sesame Street or his own songs or somebody yeah. else's songs. It didn't matter whose yeah. song it was.
3: Oh, and I don't know, didn't, didn't care. So he was just singing and play. you know. Yeah. He was, yeah, he just he put everything in it, you know. It was,
0: yeah. Well, good. that's what he did with everything he did. Yeah. He put his yeah. whole self into everything, it seemed to me. He, yeah. you know, even, was... even when he was not able to physically um, yeah, you know, put himself in the puppeteer position. He still would give a hundred percent, sitting over right, right off camera, just right over there. You know, he he always gave his all.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw. You know, I once saw him, and this is probably one of the last things that he did. Now he was, we were up at the Cape. This was two thousand and twelve. This was he, he oh. died after this. Okay. Yeah. So uh we went it was raining it was the cape it was early summer which means nothing up there freezing and raining <laughs> and everything and there was yeah there was a sound studio in easton and so you know not very far away so he would go there to to record and i watched it i was like practically carrying him into the place because he was really he was having a hard time you know, trying to breathe and everything and he had oxygen with him and he gets to he goes into the sound booth and the you know, the engineer, or whatever you call that guy. He was saying, like, uh, you want some time, Jerry? Are you okay? Can you think you could do this? Jerry said, yeah, I could do this. And then, like, like that, suddenly, like, bam, he's on. And his voice is strong and everything. And he's, like, he's funny. And I'm over there cracking up, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing the way he could just pick up. He was such a professional such a, a prefer- true
0: performer, yeah. A true yeah. performer through and through. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and an artist, you know. He yeah. uh, did did um was there ever a, a favorite song that he played for in your opinion? Did you do you have a favorite song of his?
3: I like uh alligators.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Everybody else in the world likes tides. Yeah. Um and uh and he didn't write a song I, this is close to my heart, Hoboken Honey," which, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he had he had a song that he used to play, which was about another woman, and since said <laughs> she's still around. I can't say the day, but I knew <laughs> who it was, and yeah. after once he was you know we sitting around it. He sang that song. And I said, whoa, you sing about her. He never wrote a song about me. (laughs) Well, about an hour later, you know, he's... (laughs) <laughs> played Hoboken. Yeah. Oh my god! And I just feel like I made him write it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if he had it in an hour, I mean, it must. There must have been something that's, he was thinking of because an hour is so fast. <laughs> I don't know if it was actually an well, hour, Matt. You driven, know, I probably again, exaggerate. <laughs> again, he's driven. He was so driven to do something, and he put his uh, put everything into it. He he just he he had to do it. Oh man, that's a great.
3: And song. he always he liked to rhyme. I mean, he was writing lyrics a lot. He just wrote lyrics. He loved so. It, Probably
0: in there, some of it.
3: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jerry, he had a, a very, he had a separate life. He had his Sesame Muppet life, and then he had his life at the Cape, um, where there was a whole community. Uh, there is a whole community of artists and musicians there. Yeah. And, and, and what, what were the kinds of things that you did up there with the community at the Cape? <laughs>
3: Well, he uh, uh he did stuff at the Paramount Theater. Uh he put on some shows there. Yeah. And um am I allowed to talk about you? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz you were part of that. Remember yeah. when you Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh Kelly and,
0: and I came up in for the summer and we uh, a couple weeks in the summer and wrote this show with Jerry and
3: Yeah. yeah. It was great. I I got to see it. I think I had been in Sweden or something and I came back and, and just in time to see it.
0: And yeah. Uh, Cause I remember you were not at the house when we were there.
3: Mm-mm. No, uh, I was, you were. yeah. Yeah. I was taking a language course over there.
0: Mm. You know, why did you choose to go to Sweden?
3: Oh, because I have relatives. I wanted to speak. The whole reason for the language course is I have some relatives. I have a very small family. So to, know that they're relatives in Sweden I wanted to get in touch with them I did I liked them and then I wanted to the the kind of patriarch of the family doesn't speak English he's a farmer so you know I wanted to speak Swedish so I could communicate with him and you know so I learned Did did you were you able to talk with him I was able to talk with him, but we still, still mostly had to sit there with a dictionary and an atlas and uh, you know and all these reference books because he yeah. couldn't understand my accent. You <laughs> know,
0: <laughs> they don't teach you that in the language class. They,
3: just no, they, they kind of like, do, but kind of not his accent. He was a very his. local boy, you know. I'll, I'll bet. Yeah,
0: that's so interesting. The regionalisms that people have that uh, make it difficult to communicate sometimes, even though you're mm-hmm. speaking the same language. Uh, so, so yes, Jerry did shows at, uh, up there. Uh, but let's say, let's say there wasn't a show going on. Um, but, uh, what other kind of things would you do up there where there, I mean, obviously you'd think there were get togethers
3: and when
0: there were, what, what would happen at these get togethers?
3: Jerry would play, of course, <laughs> and sing, yeah. you know, there yeah. was a lot, there was always music in just about everything we did oh except for croquet we had a oh. group of people that we had a um, and we did it up you know we dressed it white yeah. you know and drank champagne and and were serious of course jerry was serious about croquet and the two of us playing partners one they and we got this, you know, cup and everything. It's like it's huge. it was like a, a ridiculous kind of cup that they sell. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, that sounds really cool. I didn't, yeah, it was I, I feel fun. like I've seen a picture of Jerry. Uh, maybe you and Jerry dressed in white and he had like in a white white. hat on or something. And
3: yeah, one of my bed. refrigerators still. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, fun. it's it was so much fun, and he was so serious. As so we like, you said, like you put everything into everything he did, and. Yeah. That was one of the, I am a rotten pro player. I am rotten <laughs> at all those kind of hand eye coordination things, but he carried me. He literally carried me. He'd, come, he'd go through a wicket that he'd come back around and like position me right, you know, so uh-huh. I could, you know, so we could come in together and, and win. We played against some strong players too. I'll bet.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I wanted to bring something up, uh, when Jerry was playing up there, uh, there were—I mean, there was certainly there were other musicians. They would all kind of just—I remember being up there during that time we were doing that show, yeah. Just sitting around in the living room there, and mm-hmm. it was Jerry and and uh, all the, and the band, everybody, yeah. all these yeah. friends, yeah. Uh, and his friend Bill Eval, who mm-hmm. learned to play the bass, the stand-up bass, I believe, because Jerry was like, "You're going
3: to learn to play the stand-up bass." And well, you know it, it, what, Bill, Billy. Is an artist, right? and yeah. he does a lot of white line woodcut stuff, but he, and he does some painting too. So I think he had painted some pictures of, it was like a band and himself, he painted himself playing the bass and Jerry playing the guitar and Dick Solberg playing the fiddle <laughs> and then he learned how to play the bass. You know, he fooled around. He was awful at first. and he sat in nevertheless. He, you know, he could yeah. but he he finally he picked it up. You know, yeah. And he
1: yeah. 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 What play. a great
0: time that must have been. Yeah, player. it was great. It was fun. So Jerry had emphysema and as he got older, he uh, yeah. he you mentioned he used oxygen to breathe and it it became harder for him to perform and um like I said, he got to the point where he would just sit off camera to deliver his lines while I I perform the count on screen. You never know. I mean, he just, again, hundred percent there in the moment. How how, did Jerry ever talk about having emphysema? How did he feel about having this? I can't imagine he liked it, but what was it? He hated
3: it. Yeah. Uh, He has, he was told early on that he would, he wouldn't die of it, he wouldn't. It wouldn't kill him, but he would die with it. Well, you know that's pretty technical. I guess yeah. that was probably a good idea to, to give him some kind of hope. He really worked. He tried to fight it. You know, he mm-hmm. he would go down to this kind of health place. You know, and eat like nothing but raw green vegetables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he did everything he could to try to, you know fight against it and so I, I tried to you know, I wanted to try to save him too. I couldn't believe there wasn't a cure. I said, are you kidding me? No yeah. cure? There's nothing? nothing. That's it? Well, how come? Uh, you yeah. know, I googled myself blue in the face but Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: It's time for a song by Jerry and today we're going to hear that song that Jan mentioned a little bit ago. It's called Hoboken Honey and it was written just for her. So, uh here it is. Jerry?
2: You see? My hoboken honey, love her deed, I do. That sweet mama, she thrills me through and through. Ooh, in any time she's my deed. You know I won't be late, she's sweeter than could be what am My whole broken honey, she's my baby lamb. She's my whole broken honey and love her deed, I do. Yeah, my whole broken honey, she never makes me blue. Makes me glad to say I said I do. But when she's walking by my side, I'm so glad she said she'd be my bride She's sweeter than could be what am She's my whole vocal She's my baby lamb She's my whole vocal honey Love her, deed I do Hoboken, honey, she thrills me day by day She's the one who makes me feel this way Hey, hey, hey. Ecstasy in harmony Keeps me in this rhapsody She's sweeter than could be what am my Hoboken, honey, in my baby lamb She's my Hoboken, love lover, deed I do now my hoboken honey, she sleeps the night away, dreaming of our love that's built to stay. Hey hey hey, sailing down a river of her dreams, more and more each night it seems she's sweeter than could be. What am in my hoboken honey? Is in my baby lamb, my hoboken honey. A love like deed, I do. Ask anyone who's in the know They will tell you that it's so They know, hey, now, I don't lie My whole vocal honey keep me flying high My whole vocal honey, I love her deed, I do Yeah, that's right. Big two.
0: Thanks, Jerry. We're back with Jan Nelson. Uh, and you now this is obviously, we don't want to get too dark here, but what were what were his final days like? Was was he in pain?
3: It was. He wasn't in pain. It was actually, when I heard everybody else's story, and when I say everybody else, like the other widows that I've known, mm-hmm. they were usually pretty awful. Jerry had an easy death. and I don't know, but he just, he was kind of having a hard time, and he was uncomfortable. This was the, the, the actual minute. I was right there. Mm. And by this time, he was in hospice. And we had, um, I had morphine, you know, and yeah. I would give it to him. I mean, they, it was too, he would never kill him, right? But it right. would ease him a little bit. So I was just gave him some morphine and he was just like, and he just like, first it looked like he saw something. Hmm. And he said, oh, 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 a bunch of times. And he was like focused. And I keep looking always at that one point in the wall because I keep thinking, I wish I knew what he saw or yeah. felt or whatever. And then he just kind of, you know, breathed out and he never breathed in. And, like, the second that happened, I knew he was gone. I knew it, you know. Mm-hmm. As my daughter, LaVisa, was in the room. I said, LaVisa, he's gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what a what a what a shame i mean he was a he was a legend he was a legend a, a legendary man he was a legendary yeah. person and yeah uh, it's
3: you know it's one i always intended to try to put something together about him well, but i don't know it's it's really hard for me you know that's why it's like i'm so you know if you ever want to do stuff with any of the stuff i have about jerry or anything i can give you i'd be more than happy to cuz i would i like to get, to keep his memory alive
0: well it's important to me too, Jan. And I mean, after he died, you had given me that digital folder, the, the, the disc of stuff, and it had all yeah, those yeah. writings on it, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and uh, I just, I never knew what to do with them for so long. And I just, I kept holding on to them like, I know there's gotta be like a website or something. And, like, I don't know what yeah. to do. I, I want to figure out a way to honor Jerry somehow. Yeah, and then yeah. when I was putting this podcast together, uh, you know, the, there are these stories in this folder of, of Jerry's life that he had just kind of written, kind of, kind of peppered yeah. out like a little autobiography that Written yeah. And and I thought, oh wait, what I'll do is I'll get people that knew Jerry to to, get, to tell a memory of Jerry, and then they can read this story because we don't have Jerry to read the story.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But but they'll read it, and and that'll kind of be the way to honor his memory. And and then I had that uh, CD of these uh, demos that he had, uh, or music that he had. That some of became part of his record, uh, for yeah. Daydreams, and some of them were were not. Uh, and I thought, oh, just y'all use those too. And I we talked about it, and you were like, yeah, sure, go ahead, do it. And now we've done that, and um, there's still more <laughs> stories to come, and uh, there are some in this episode of the of the podcast. And what do you think of? of hearing these stories from Jerry. Oh, I,
3: life. I love it. You know, it's like, I, I mean, one of the great things about him having been a performer is that I have so, if I want to hear Jerry's voice, not a problem. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I've got tapes, yeah. I've got CDs, I've got, you know. I know. I, you know, I don't know if, did I send you, um, Jerry recorded with his, friend of his Andy Solberg is mm-hmm. Dick's brother and it's a jazz. Thing, you know Andy would yeah. play this jazz thing, and the it subway. was a the subway it's... song yeah yeah we
0: used it in one of our in one of the episodes yeah
3: okay in, uh, all right I was wondering I yeah. know I, I I said it to Eric and yeah. uh it's you it's know a... I was hoping
0: it... yeah it's great and we used that I did play it uh and thanked uh Andy it, yeah it's Andy's uh band and it, but it's just it's so that's one of those moments hearing because you're right we do have like hours and hours and hours and hours yeah. of Jerry of his voice and his performance on that will live on beyond all of us yeah and, but what always amazes me and what it always makes me excited is when i hear something that i've never heard before <laughs> and and that there's still stuff out there that i haven't heard before <laughs> of Jerry and his voice coming through when i saw uh um the muppet um the muppet guys talking documentary and uh and jerry is uh uh in that yeah uh, and hearing him talk and say these things that i'd never heard him say before it's I just it made me so excited to get to hear I, uh... his voice in a different way cuz he had just such a unique voice yeah and i i just i just i just loved the guy he was such a mentor yeah. and a, a, a friend to me and and and, and uh I don't know. He was just—he's such a great guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, he really
0: was. What, Jan? What do you, what do you want his legacy to be?
3: Boy, I wish he was here to answer that. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. know. Wow, that's that's big. I don't know what his legacy should be. Well, do you know he he wrote his own uh, epitaph,
0: right? Yes, was this the uh, puppets? Been very, very good to me, or is that?
3: I think so. It's like, did you, were you at the the first memorial? Yeah, in yeah. Peru. Okay, because mm-hmm. uh, that, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, John read out. You know, he's like a minister or everything, but he read it, and he, So that was. I mean, the whole thing was designed by Jerry. You know. Yeah somebody what has to play tides. Are, yeah. A, uh, yeah. You know what? I only figured out like a couple of years after that is I always wondered why in my life he had chosen that song. But first of all, he wrote a ton of songs himself. Uh, and my life is a nice song, but I, I never, I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's the Beatles best song. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, and what I thought, because I was going over the lyrics in my head. I said, he, would, he didn't put that in for me, did he? <laughs> you know? And I thought, and the more I thought of it. And I think I was talking about it with someone. And a piece of paper, which must have been the script for, I don't know, maybe Jerry's Memorial Service. blew up against my foot. This was at Beachcombers. You know the club? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is at Beachcombers, like two years later. A piece of the script. Blows up, and I pick it up, and it's the lyrics to that song. What? And yeah, and I thought, oh, I mean, I'm not <laughs> a real woo person, but that's like that seems to be like a big, you know, taboo. Yeah, show.
0: that's one and of those yes, moments. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what Jerry would say he wanted his legacy to be either. You know, I mean, I know what I know. I don't think he's no, actually. Yeah. I don't know that anybody can really answer that. I know that what to me, to me, he, it's the things that we've been talking about here. His, his, uh, his humanity, his ability to put everything into the thing that he loves, whether it's uh, on screen or off screen with his family, with whoever it might be. And, um, and that, that to me, I think is, is at least part of what his legacy.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I think, um, <laughs> he always, he was really proud of the fact that he was always on time. <laughs> he was really proud. I mean, you were, I don't know if you remember, yeah. but that made its yeah. way into the, the, the eulogy. He yeah. was always on time <laughs> and he was, he was so much on time, that once, when I was supposed, we were supposed to meet in the city and go on to some other thing, and he was late. I almost called the police. Oh, he was like ten minutes late, but he was always like an hour early. Oh he was my. never late. And never like, late. Terrified. If you're so, on time,
0: you're late. I think is what exactly is exactly. what he said. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be early.
1: <laughs> uh, that is
0: funny. And uh yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. What, what do you think about Jerry? <laughs> other than he was always on time, <laughs> what is something that you think about that brings a smile to your face?
3: I, you know, the fact that he when he went to work because that was like a whole other Jerry. I mean, the, the, there was a Jerry that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe other women, have seen, or other people he's really close to saw it. But, you know, the Jerry he brought to work, if I got angry with him for some reason, I would just go to work with him to get over it. Because the minute he started working, it just, he was, first of all, he's so funny and he just <laughs> brought so much life into it. I couldn't stay mad at him. I could not, you know, it was, it was really good. And so, yeah. I love to go to work with him. I love to see him work. He was so professional. You know? Yeah,
0: that bring, that'll bring a smile to your face, all right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, some of his characters uh, live on even now, not only the Muppet characters uh, that I am honored and, uh, and grateful to be carrying on in the future uh, for Jerry, but also uh, Fraggle Rock is now back on Apple TV, it's back out there, yeah. and and a whole new generation of performers oh, and Karen Prell and Dave Goals are uh, carrying on that show, and um, you know
3: uh, every is, time uh, I see that, I is, think of Jerry. And is it is is it uh, John Tartaglia who's doing yeah. Gobo? Yeah, I uh, yeah because I was it's on Facebook and I, he posted something and. It's him. I thought, is really? Oh yeah. Okay. Well he's yeah. good. I like him. And yeah. that's good. You know, it's uh I always liked to see Jerry's characters carried on. Yeah. How you know. do I mean, you do a great job and but he was he was grooming you for that. I don't know if you know no, it or not. I did
0: anymore. not know that. I mean I know we had a meeting about it and he was kinda of talking about it, but he wasn't ever like
3: there was never like a
0: I mean I guess that meeting was kind of a.
3: That was about as good as he could do. I mean, can you imagine how embarrassing that would be to say, I passed the flame on to you, uh, yes, Russell? I know, I know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah well, I, I sure loved him. And I know you, you did too. Used mm-hmm. to do, you know. um, okay, I've got some rapid fire questions for you. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: All right. So now I've kind of put this together to say, like, this should be from your point of view of what you think Jerry thought. Okay, this is okay. what you think Jerry thought, all right? What okay. do you think the hardest part about being a puppeteer for Jerry was? What was the hardest part?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you don't have to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be I'm a, just, trying to,
3: just like well, holding you your arm it. up into the air, you know? <laughs> probably, I don't know. That would be the hardest part for me. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, what well, And we, maybe we, the we, physical we, stuff. The physical yeah. stuff would probably be- yeah.
0: What do you think was the easiest part?
3: The easiest part would have been uh, getting into character. Yeah, I just remembered <laughs> something. Can I tell a story right Absolutely, here? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was a there was a, a show, and this is really early on. And I, I mean i I was there, so, you know, I was hanging out with him. But and I think it was uh, in Canada. I think they made it. It was like a Hallmark show and it was no 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 mm. oldest toy in the toy room is basically what it was about mm-hmm. and uh Jerry was the oldest toy he was the old bear and he decided to model his voice after Kentucky colonel you know Kentucky Fried <laughs> Colonel Sanders Colonel and <laughs> I would hear it like there'd be a whole group of, of puppets and you know and put it up and I could hear Jerry in the background buy one get one free because <laughs> that's how he put himself in the voice he had, he had a little trigger <laughs> little trigger but to hear that one, little voice saying buy one get one free in the background <laughs>
0: uh, well then then that makes this next question what do you think was Jerry's biggest strength as a puppeteer and a performer
3: uh, getting into character, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do I think it. making you know, just you know, getting the voices, you know, yeah. when when they gave him a new character to do, I think it was good with that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think was one of Jerry's favorite things about being a Muppet performer?
3: Yeah, well, because he was because he wanted to be an actor. Yeah, you know, he didn't, he didn't think about being a puppeteer. He wanted to be an actor, and you know, but he eventually you know grew into being a puppeteer and being okay with
0: that you know and what was his favorite thing about about being a muppet performer
3: oh because he got to perform i'm sure probably because he (laughs) and you know he got to you know i don't know work with other people and stuff like that and he got to be with people he really liked you know yeah, got to work with his friends. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, great to see everybody together. All, you know, when they were yeah. together, that's something that kind of went... Now, I don't know, probably, no, Sesame Street would be the same. But the other Muppet characters, I mean, the whole thing got, you know, they'd shoot this over here and that over there. Some people live in California, some people live in New York. So, you know, people didn't get... Really, to work together that
0: much, yeah, that's true, and I know that he didn't travel as much later on. he didn't
3: yeah, well, he's not there. doing movies, it not to be too hard for him, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, speaking of movies, I forgot to mention this earlier, but in uh in Muppet Treasure Island, he shaved his beard,
3: oh yeah, He looked horrible without that beard, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> I was going to ask you how you felt about it, oh, I thought you know when he shaved his beard the first time. And it was just, we were, you know, I think it was like this first year I knew him or something, but I'd already known him long enough. He came up behind me in Provincetown and started so like, saying, Jan, Jan. And I was like, it was like from, you know, the Black Orpheus, the movie, remember? He turns yeah. around and there's a big, weird looking person with the voice of his loved one coming in. Well, that was it. It was like this strange looking guy with Jerry's <laughs> voice coming out of It was like, what? Yeah. And then every time when he was up in the cave and I'd be here in New York, and he would say, I shaved my beard. <laughs> and I'd say, I'm not coming up there. Not Tell me up. when it grows back.
0: <laughs> so you weren't a fan of him without the beard.
3: And he didn't care. He, he <laughs> Never have I seen a man that cared so little about that. Because he would do things. He had a weak chin, right? And he'd go, Love. He makes this awful monster face. that pushes chin even in even more. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a
0: guy! Yeah. yeah, and I remember there was a time when his beard was not just like normal beard length; <laughs> it was huge. It was biblical it was just and high. like curl, like Noah or something. Huge you know, beard. Like, yeah. Super long. What a yeah. He could grow a beard. I can't really.
3: Yeah, he, a man, could really grow a beard. Yeah,
0: he really could. Uh, all right, so Jan, this is the last question. Think about this one. Jerry once said to me that Sesame Street's great, but always have something that is your own that comes from you that you create. What is that for you, Jan Nelson?
3: Something that I create. My my uh, my painting. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And what? And how often do you paint?
3: Do you are you still painting? I try to paint every day, and every you know day. I don't. Yeah, I mean I. I'm set up all the time, you know. Wow. I've an evil over there and you know, yeah. I yeah, I, up in the cave. That's where why it's so great. Another reason it's so great up there, because I have a that thing that thing above the garage yeah. is now my studio. I mean, I share it with Jerry, he's there with me in <laughs> spirit, but yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. How, so your paintings, how how many if you had to guess, this is a silly question. How many paintings do you think you have done in your lifetime?
3: I've done probably I don't know six or seven hundred, but I, that doesn't mean they're all good. But some <laughs> of them, yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still practicing. You know, I've I still haven't. I still don't feel confident enough to take a bunch of my work. Take it to a gallery and see, say, can, can you think you can, you know, yeah, this? I don't know, I'm embarrassed. Ah,
0: Jan, you shouldn't be. It's, it's beautiful stuff, we should try sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me on Below the Frame, Jan. It was great to catch up with you. You're dear.
3: welcome. Thanks, Matt. I'm, I'm really happy that you thought of me to, you know, um, absolutely interview. It's great.
2: On an island yeah, back down by the bay sailing ships come gliding by i think there's one today the people know about it but they ain't got much to say until those boats are gone they all say don't you know the
1: tide
2: rolls in and the tide Rolls out boat She rocks, here, yeah, the people all shout Guitar, she's singing her pretty melody Yeah, everything is away it should be, everything is what it is, naturally, naturally, on. Back down by the stream
1: A lazy
2: hawk comes gliding by This seems just like a dream Until the picture crystallizes and we We see it for a clue We've got to find a way Cause now we see it's true Yeah, we see the tide Rolls in and the tide rolls out. Bulgey rocks give the people all shout guitars sing in her pretty melody. Everything is the way it should be. Everything is what it is naturally. Mm. naturally. To wait for it well it might come your way Now don't misunderstand Because I I just want you to see Ain't no point in throwing it away Because it's free When you know the tide Rolls in and the tide Rolls out she right with the people all shout guitar singing her pretty melody, everything is the way it should be. Everything is what it is naturally.
1: Yeah.